0: Three, two, one, go. I'll go
1: home and get your fucking shine box.
0: I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace.
2: Yeah, here we go. Welcome back. This is episode three of Get Your Shine Box. I got with me Joe from Jersey, Central Jersey, and Paul's up there in the uh, behind the Iron Curtain in North Jersey. I'm Jim down in Central Florida.
3: Aloha. Good evening. Aloha.
2: Get okay. To...
3: okay. <laughs> I just you... felt like I felt like uh, Hawaii there for a minute. Yeah, he's probably been watching some uh, Tulsi uh, interviews and sniffing around that. Uh, that uh hot mess there. I,
1: I, I have. I really like uh Tulsi. I think Yeah. you know you know Dulcie for president. She's I'm, a fine all...
2: pilot from what I hear. She's still active, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's thick. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell because she's always sitting down on the interviewer. But... She's um
1: I don't know, I think she's pretty based. Oh Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for. I was just waiting for you,
3: Paul. Waiting for you to come in. <laughs> Mike plays the
2: bass. Is that what you mean? We
3: have we have not begun to base. By the way, you saw that thing I put on signal. Do you know what that is? Is that that that's that's imagery from something, maybe a, a book or a, a, a violent video game or something. Yeah, Anybody I don't.
2: Re- I, I didn't recognize it. I mean, it, no? it looks. Not
3: esque to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Warhammer 40k? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, is it possible that that's related somehow?
2: Yeah. It is. It is? Okay. Yeah.
3: I have no idea what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Well, you're a boomer. What can you? You know. I mean, come on. I don't know. I I didn't see your your. Yeah. Your you part. still haven't figured out how to use signal. I mean. I don't have time for that watch 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 a YouTube video <coughs> for how to use signal with an iPhone all right oh you're on yeah you're
2: on an iPhone too
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'll put that on my list of things to do yeah when I'm not locking myself out of my truck
3: <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up
2: people still do that
3: really I wasn't well I wasn't my fault. Yes, it was 100% your fault. You got out of the truck and you locked the keys inside of it. I got out of the truck and closed the door. The truck locked itself. Yeah. The battery was dead. How'd the truck lock itself? I don't know. It wasn't that dead. dead. It was alive enough to lock it. And not only that, but vehicles don't lock themselves when the keys are in the ignition, do they? Mine does. Does it? Yeah, apparently it
1: does. Absolutely. That's what what happened.
2: I can't even close my trunk if the key's in the car. Well,
1: I got a Ford.
2: And when you're trying trying to put a body in the trunk by yourself, that doesn't come in handy, let me tell you.
1: Well, they got the Ford's got the, uh, the, you can use your foot to open the tailgate, so, you know, that helps.
2: For the soccer moms carrying the groceries. Yeah, Mm it makes sense.
1: Or when you got, well, you need two hands to put the body in
2: there. Yeah, so you got your foot available. Nice, nice. Anyway, the January 6th production. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it a production because I don't think it's anything else. It's certainly not a hearing. And this has certainly been beat to death um, because that's all we've been hearing for the past, you know, well, since the last, uh, since January 6th. But the, it's so, self- go ahead.
1: It, it's, I haven't watched any of it. If it's been. I don't even know where to watch it, and I um, I think they're putting on this show basically for themselves. You know, I mean, sure. I mean, I did happen to hear today um, when Pam was in her car, and she had that local shit radio station on. Uh, I don't forget, like which NPR one it was. or something. Yeah, yeah, one of those. And you know, they were talking about how evil, you know, Trump is, and january 6th and you know they're, they're just promoting this and they've there's no it's only one-sided so they're just going to spew whatever garbage they want on you so they're going to spew that to as many stupid people or useless idiots that they can that to jump on that bandwagon and that that's all they're doing it's just a big political stunt and they'll just go and they'll just suck as many people in as they can
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, With ulterior motives, of course. Out of Axios, Democrat Party leaders apparently, apparently using the House Select Committee hearings on January 6th, 2021, unrest at the Capitol, small boost donor, uh, I'm sorry, unrest at the Capitol to boost small donor donations, according to Axios report, which I thought was just a, so it's a moneymaker. Axios says a handful of Democratic committees are included in the January 6th investigations into digital ads and fundraising appeals. Uh, Also, delivery of fundraising appeals have been synced up with with the hearings. Citing the Axios Axios report, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, oh, there's a mouthful for you, um, have already begun um, peppering party supporters with ads and emails about the uh, hearings. Particularly, uh, January 6th panel announces eight hearings to be held in June, Uh, Declaring that the DSCC subject line, uh, the message polled recipients about whether they would watched the hearings, then directed readers to a fundraising page. Uh, And it goes on and on. The DCCC permitted its its organizing chair, um, Jamie Uraskin, who's also on the panel, to headline the fundraising appeals. The emails and ads reportedly tie donation appeals to the investigation and on and on and on and on. Uh, I mean, there's an angle there that um, I don't know if anybody's looking at.
1: It should be criminal. Hey, let me, you know, let me ask you this. I, you know, I'm not like a, uh, any kind of a sports fanatic. I don't watch football or any of that stuff. Um, There was this football coach, I believe it was, that spoke out and said that basically what he said was, you know, while we're looking at, at January 6th, but we're not looking at any of the riots and the pe- and the houses that were burned down. And he made some comment like January sixth was like really nothing, and and he got fined like extreme
3: amount of money, and he's probably going to lose his job over that. Yeah, that was uh, that was the coach for. um, Oh, who was it? Dang it! It's it's crazy. I, I saw the story. They they yeah. fined him a hundred thousand dollars, and they forced him to apologize. And I would tell him, "Kiss my ass!" And ended up giving you money, and I am not apologizing. Fire oh,
2: apologizing me. Apologizing for facts now. Like, wh- he was referring to the BLM uh, fascist riots. Yeah, I mean,
1: but, but Jimmy, if you watch, if you, and I can't quote you, I didn't. You know, I'm unprepared. I didn't write it down or, or have a copy of it. But if you researched it and saw exactly what he said, he was so neutral and he was so non-combative when he made this comparison that it was like. You know, you got to be kidding me! And, and what, really? You're going to fire somebody for that? I think isn't that? Il- I think that's illegal.
2: Well, it probably is, but we we, have, we see a lot of that going on. Look at I'm their so, they're protesting in front of the Justice's House. To the, I mean, I just saw it on. The, they're still doing it. It's yeah.
1: illegal. Yeah. How can how can this country stand back and watch this? You guys can can do something illegal, but you guys we're going to put you in jail for doing the same thing that these guys over here are doing. Still, how does yeah. that how does that work? How about did you hear about this one? Um, who was it? What, what the hell is that piece of crap? I can't think of it. Oh, Adam no, shit. <laughs> Adam Adam shit or whatever. Um, and he had a uh, he had people go into the Capitol. And and reenact the January sixth, and they all got arrested. You hear about that one?
3: Or did yeah. They bar- hold, yeah. Hold hold on a second. Let me let me read you this guy. His name's Jack Del Rio. Okay. And and he is the uh, coach of the Washington Commanders. All right. And here's here's what got him in trouble. Uh, he was asking a simple question. He says. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things, Del Rio said. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol, nothing burned down, and we're going to make that a major deal. That's uh, Commander's Defensive Coordinator, Jack Del Rio. Right. That's what what he got fined for. Yeah, like and this is what they forced. This is what they forced him to say. After reflection on the situation and circumstances, I have decided. To, oh, this is his boss. I've decided to find Coach Del Rio a hundred thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. Um, hmm. Okay, I I don't see his apology, but I thought he. I thought they made him apologize. I hope he doesn't. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's his apology. I made comments earlier today in referencing the attack that took place on the United States Capitol on January 6th. Referencing that situation as a dust-up was irresponsible and negligent, and I'm sorry, Del Rio said in a statement posted to Twitter late Wednesday. Now will you please not find me
1: $100,000? That's <laughs>
2: crazy.
1: Oh, oh, was that part of his uh, apology? Yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable! What
1: a sellout! They, they would have kiss my ass because I wouldn't apologize for nothing.
2: You know, well, I well, guess you made a mistake at work or something. But you know, when you go and make an observation based on facts, um, you know that that's kind of a that's kind of ludicrous. Uh, you were you were alluding to the uh, to the clowns from Colbert. That, that yeah uh, yeah yeah the co- yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's a Here's um the uh, oh oh oh. A little take from... Uh, this is almost beyond belief. Tucker, Just
4: before this show aired, we learned that last night, producers for Stephen Colbert's show on CBS committed insurrection at the United States Capitol. Adam Schiff, the congressman from California, who has spent the last year and a half telling you that unauthorized violations of capital space are a coup, Adam Schiff illegally gave producers from CBS access to the Capitol. And then the group, which includes the show's senior producer, a director, a comedian, and a writer, remained in the Houseworth, Longworth House office building after hours. And the point of them being there was for them to harass sitting members of Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert... U.S. Capitol Police say they got a call about a disturbance at about 8.30 p.m. They told us, quote, responding officers observed seven individuals unescorted and without congressional ID in a sixth floor hallway. Officers then arrested them and charged them with unlawful entry into the Capitol complex. Now, that's the exact same charge that many January 6th defendants face. We'll just get right to it. It is likely that some members of Stephen Colbert's team will be held in solitary confinement for a year and a half without being charged. Why? Because this is an insurrection. And actually, joking aside, how could they not be held for a year and a half in solitary confinement without being charged? Because the precedent is in place. And how in the world can Adam Schiff, again, who spent the last year and a half eliminating the civil liberties of Trump voters on the basis of January 6th, do the exact same thing and not face punishment? We're going to tell jokes about, it. oh, it's like Pearl Harbor. No, it's exactly like what happened on January 6th. So we'll take a close look at what the punishments are. Liz Cheney, call your office. You've got a-
2: didn't, they didn't have the transcript out, but the entire, basically what, what Tucker was saying in a nutshell was, why is this any different? If they're calling what happened an insurrection, why isn't this an insurrection? And by the way, we, you know we talked over the week, I still can't find the disposition of these seven people. And there was nine involved, but seven arrested. Still, yep. st- you, you still can't find definitively if they were released, um, if they were if they were even charged. I, well, they must have been charged. Um, but Tucker Carlson joked that uh, Colbert staffers uh, committed insurrection, um, adding Adam Schiff gave producers from CBS access to the Capitol. Uh, I don't see anything. I don't think uh, Tucker was joking. But I did watch him live when he was doing it.
3: Um, yeah, but these guys play for the home team, man. They're not going to get—they're they're not going to get a freaking red card.
2: No, no. It, but it's—it's it, again. This is, and you know, we're all, we're all looking at it from our uh, or from our side of the, of the fence. Unfortunately, nobody wants to look over at anybody else's side of the fence. That's the whole point. We're at, we got guys still in jail. That if they were charged with the crime that they're supposed to be charged with, they would and they did time, which would be rare, they would have been out eight months ago.
3: Yeah, well, this is not about justice or, our, like everything else, our legal system is broken largely. Um,
2: well, and it's to the point that uh,
3: depends on whose team you're on. <clears throat> No, well, but I, I mean, mean, legal system, as far as you know, uh, lady justice being blind, that's broken. It doesn't matter well, who's dealing with it, it doesn't. Yeah,
2: it's, it's she ain't blind. The problem with that is, is the the uh the, the a word comes in, and you know, you, we start doing this. This is real anarchy. This is the you know, this is getting dangerously close. Um, you know, laws on the books that aren't enforced. Garland it literally just smiles and turns it back. Um, yeah. But I guarantee, if he got his justice position when he was when he was uh, nominated during Obama, and they were protesting his house, I bet there'd be a law.
3: You know? Yeah, let me see if I can find something from uh, uh, Julie Kelly. Do you know who she is? No. She's a damn hero, man. She is the one standing up for these people who are locked up, and. Uh, Here's her, uh, here's her article. This is from back in February. No shot at a fair trial for January six defendants in the swamp. Biden's Justice Department relies on the Beltway trifecta. Partisan federal judges, news outlets, and prospective juries to codify its punishment, uh, its punitive prosecution, and criminalize political dissent. <clears throat> Burn it down. For example, before sentencing a man who pleaded guilty to, quote, parading, and a lot of these, that's what a lot of these charges are, uh, to serve 14 days in prison, uh, D.C. District Court Judge Amit Mehta, a a fine American, and Obama appointee, I added the fine American part. Uh, Declared that J6 protesters were told lies, told falsehoods, told our election was stolen when it clearly was not. The defendant was a pawn in a game directed and played by people who should know better. Who says it wasn't stolen? Everybody. Well, the people that matter. Yeah. But it was never looked at. That's the whole thing. No, right.
2: Interesting.
1: You know, they're going to do it again too. I mean, you look at uh, what's going on in in New York, and what's her name? Hopeful. Yeah, she's already uh, um, trying to reverse laws oh, God, because her? yeah, because uh, she does. She doesn't want to suppress votes. Um, she has to expand the mail in ballots and all the stuff that makes voting vulnerable she wants to expand you know if you can't get to vote in person then you shouldn't get to vote and if you don't have id you shouldn't get to vote period
2: yeah if you can't figure out how to get an id you can google it (laughs) i
3: i would i would also like to add in here remember the uh Whitmer kidnapping plot, right, in right. Michigan, the, where, the, where the FBI tried to set up a plot to kidnap, or that one? Yes, there were more. There were more FBI agents and informants involved in that plot than defendants. Right. The guy who ran that was given a promotion, and now he's in Washington, and his office is prosecuting the January 6 people. Uh, I think his name is D'Antonio or something like that. Yeah, that's. How could it... this be? I don't get it. What happened to our country? It's gone. While we're while we were sleeping, uh, it was taken over by really bad people.
2: Yep. Unreal. And
3: here's here's another one. Um... Do you remember before the uh, before the 2020 election, there was a, a wargaming by the Transition Integrity Project, and they convened wargames suggesting the likelihood of a contested election scenario. You remember that? Vaguely. And trying to figure out what they would do if Trump would refuse to leave office so at that point they were they were confident that trump was going to lose well the guy who was a big part of that his name is norm eisen and he was also the guy who implemented the blueprint for suing the president into paralysis and anybody who supported him into bankruptcy, he helped mainstream and amplify the Russia hoax. He drafted ten articles of impeachment a full month before Trump ever called the Ukraine, uh, mm-hmm. Zelensky in, in Ukraine, and he personally served as a special counsel on the Ukraine uh, uh, impeachment.
2: And, and how many? How many elect? How many uh, electoral? votes
3: did he get uh none he just got money and power
2: yeah he probably helped he probably worked with hunter biden at one time
3: oh and here's another thing he i remember this now he actually wrote a book on color revolutions called the playbook the democracy playbook so he knows how it's done Yep. And he was uh, Obama's White House ethics czar.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's uh, ripe with uh, with uh, irony, isn't it? <laughs> when you put ethics and Obama in the same in the same sentence, it's kind of a well, it's kind of funny.
3: Now, for those for those who don't know what a color revolution is, let me give you a, a, a quick primer. And this, uh, I believe, this is from his book. A color revolution, in this context, refers to a specific type of coordinated attack that the United States government has been known to deploy against foreign regimes, particularly in Eastern Europe, deemed to be authoritarian, like uh, like Ukraine. They did this. Um, uh, Where was another? There was another one in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, rather, than, rather than using a direct military intervention to effect re- regime change, as in Iraq, color revolutions attack a foreign regime by contesting its electoral legitimacy, organizing mass protests and acts of civil disobedience, and leveraging media contacts to ensure favorable color coverage to their agenda in the Western press. So that's uh, that's that's who we got. That's that's the swamp there.
2: Yeah, it's 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 deeper and muckier than anybody imagined. You got anything uplifting? <laughs> we don't no.
3: have time for uplifting, man. We'll deal with uplifting after the freaking blood gets washed off. Okay. <laughs> there will be blood, like I said.
2: Good movie too well on the on the bright side the uh, the Russian rubles up
3: oh, yes maybe. it's uh highest since what twenty seventeen or twenty fifteen or something
2: yeah and it, that normally happens when you have sanctions from every every uh every first world country in the world put on you and and you're at a war and you're stretched thin in three different sectors that's what happens your currency goes skyrocketing.
3: okay <laughs> <Yeah>, right <laughs> yeah that's. Well, we have we have maliciously ignorant and incompetent people pushing this. Oh yeah. They they think that the United States is going to remain the superpower. They don't understand <laughs> that world is done. It is finished. I'm sorry listeners that world you grew up in of what America was it's over. All that's left now is the shooting, if it comes to that.
2: Well, in by increments too, you know. But it, the emperor has no clothes. I said it.
0: <laughs>
3: but regarding regarding the January sixth thing, um, let me see if I can find. Uh, some more stuff on this uh, January 6th witch, witch hunt. Okay, this is uh, this is just from two days ago, so this is a bit, a bit newer here. Uh, that the overhyped January 6th committee hearings turned out to be a major ratings flop may not ultimately matter, depending on the committee's success in pressuring its audience of one, Attorney General Merrick Garland to pursue criminal charges against the former president. Garland himself took the ominous step of noting that he is watching the hearings and he can, quote, assure us that all of the January six prosecutors are watching all the hearings as
2: well. Yeah. It, interestingly, hearsay is not admissible in a criminal court.
1: It depends on who's running the court.
2: Well, yeah.
1: I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't permissible. Look, but look what's happening.
2: Yeah, I think that might be a bridge too far, as they say. Um, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but um, that's yeah, that that would be a little bit a little bit too far. Um, that's what, that, talk about pushing grandma over the cliff. You're gonna be pushing a lot of people over the cliff and forcing them their hands.
3: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting the the sense that they have the Self awareness to step on the brakes. I don't see any evidence of that at all.
2: Well, the the narcissism is so thick in D.C. I I don't see how they could. Yeah, yeah, you talk about that
3: means that means that you know, if they can't intimidate Trump into staying out of the election with the threats of prosecution, (laughs) well, what do they have to do? actual prosecution
2: well yeah exactly and the, and of course everything around that is it, counting on the fact that, this whole intimidation thing it, that what they're doing is they're hoping that other people will watch and catch on and say oh no well they've already done this the, the entire four years of trump they already did this oh look what happened to him they i mean they actually came out and said we're going after all you MAGA people um and people are paying the price they kicked in uh Stone's door, um, Bannon's door. Uh, look what they did to Navarro. I mean, this is you know, this is this is intimidation. It's that, This is the freaking yes. secret place, You know, in- intimidating people. Not you know, what's why it's not worth it anymore, is it? If I, you're gonna, you're gonna put me through the mill, and then you're gonna call me a racist every time I got to get up and, and make a speech. You know, so. We're going to have to see a major, major turnaround or there's going to be a major, major turnaround. The problem is one turnaround you want the other one. You don't. So. Oh, well.
1: One of these, uh, so-called, uh, January 6th hearings over. I think it was like a mini
2: series. I had like, didn't they have like four or five planned? I'm, 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 uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't going to sit there and watch them. Um, I'll read about yeah. it a little bit, but I, I'm not going to sit there and be, and be brainwashed and, and uh, talked to like that by these people that should have been out of office 40 years ago. Exactly. Right.
1: So it's, I guess we're going to be getting some uh, uh, Supreme Court
3: rulings tomorrow, huh? That's the news or the rumor? Yeah, I think they're doing a couple of days of releases this week um i don't have the chart pulled up in front of me of of when they you know they release uh they they have a a calendar where you can look at uh, i don't have it in front of me but i think there's at least two days this week they've got a lot of cases i think
2: yeah yeah and and dershowitz came out and said and this is sad in in and of itself said um prepare for a summer of extreme violence i'm not sure what he's comparing it to was he comparing it to the the blm summer of violence if that's the case, this is going to be more extreme because because the babies aren't going to get their way. That's the assumption. But it really doesn't matter. These people are waiting to freaking tear down anything, so um, they could flip. It doesn't matter. They're a bunch of freaking people that belong in federal prison, if you ask me. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll look into some of those releases and maybe do a quick show. Out okay. Especially yeah, well, if it's,
3: obviously, if it's, obviously, when uh, when the big ones and the big ones we're waiting for, are obviously Roe v. Wade and yeah. anything uh, on guns. Yeah. The uh, New York State. Uh, what is that? Brooks or something, I think.
2: Yeah, because we need another affirmation of the Second Amendment from the Supreme Court, you know, but,
3: shall not be infringed. No. Yeah, they don't care. They're making laws still. The the uh, Rhode Island uh, uh, governor is going to sign three uh, anti-gun bills tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, they don't care.
1: They don't care. And listen, I heard when I heard some libtard say that their oath matters today, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, the oath matters. You take an oath to uphold the constitution of the united states of america and you're trying to tear it down so what so who are you talking about if that if the oath matters and you want to take somebody down because you think that they're not following the oath then you better take down all of the democrats because that's all they're doing is going tearing down our constitution well that's a
2: it's for their audience so they can yeah. sit there and then their audience, their low IQ audience can go on Twitter and Truth and all those other other social media platforms and have a pseudo bullet point uh, exactly. argument.
1: Exactly. And there's a lot of pathetic, no brain Democrat followers out there that just makes me well, sick. Yeah, remember
2: what we said last week, if if you were 100% convinced with, with no option whatsoever, that the enemy, whoever that is, in this case, the, the Democrats point to the Republicans. That that enemy is literally Hitler. It goes back to that the, the sociology question right. in, in school. If you had the chance and you knew what Hitler was going to do, you could shoot him. You know, that's what yeah. that's about.
3: Yeah, and and if you view the 2020 election in that through that lens, there is nothing that your average, you know, poll worker, Democrat poll worker, Democrat canvasser, um, election integrity officer, there is nothing that they would not do to make sure Trump didn't get elected. No, These no, people no. who say, oh, Trump was anti-elected, that makes my freaking, that, that, they, that gets my back up. Yeah. These people are so damn retarded. Oh they it was just mail in voting. Yeah, bullshit. It but is even if to, sta- even it is a to, statistical impossibility right. what happened on uh, November of 2020.
2: Sure it is. I mean, right. but when you don't teach math in school, when you when you teach uh, uh trans strippers in school, that, that that's a uh, you don't get to do the freaking stats part, you know? You know, it, it, this is, it, you, if if somebody's out there and really wanted to put like two, two cents worth of logic in it and they see the puzzle pieces from what's happening for the past 50 years, this is a culmination of that. Then you could sit back and say, yeah, OK, that's why they did that. Hmm. Because it didn't make any sense 15 years ago. What's that right. saying? Stuff changes really slow and then really fast. Um, yeah. And that's what happens. You know, and we all saw it.
3: And you know I, where that comes from? Do tell. Lenin.
2: Oh, there
3: you go. Uh, uh, there are times... Not John when, either. There are times when... Uh, what is it? There are times when years take decades and decades... Or uh, years happen in decades and, and decades happen in years. Yeah. That's, you know, a paraphrase, but the same right. thing you're talking same about. Same
2: thing, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, fellas. I'm not sure if, um, we're gonna we're gonna cut this at about a half an hour, and that's about it. So
1: you know, this turned out to be a very depressing show. <laughs> well,
3: depressing,
2: but this, educational.
3: Don't 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 be depressed. On the other side of whatever is coming is bright light. Okay. Now there may be fewer of us here to see it. But, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful.
2: Yeah. All right. right.